catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Technology is playing a vital role in the transitioning of Africa from the sidelines of the global economy into the mainstreams. And experts from across Africa maintain that only technological development can bring about the much needed transformation in Africa. Information technology, otherwise known as IT, generally is one of the most critical technologies affecting economic growth in Africa. And within the overall set of technologies that make up IT, software is vital since the other technologies cannot function without it. Software has also been forming an increasing component of overall value within information technologies and is increasingly becoming a pervasive technology embodied in a vast and highly diversified range of products and services. There's currently a global craze and need for all things IT in general and software in particular. Coupled with various foreign investments, African countries like Nigeria, South Africa, and Kenya are now homes to tech startups. There are an estimated 700,000 professional software programmers in Africa, more than half of these from South Africa, Egypt, and Nigeria. A report from the World Bank, IFC, and Google says that Africa is on course to add about $180 billion or 5.2% of aggregate GDP by 2025, thanks to the rapid growth of its internet economy. And this is from an estimated 1.1% of its GDP or $30 million as at 2012. Key to growing an internet economy will be growing the developer talent that builds the products and the engines on which it runs in different sectors like banking, fintechs, agri-tech, e-health, and venture capital. Global tech giants like Microsoft, which is investing over $100 million for its development centers, which plan to employ 100 full-time African developers to grow its developer pool to 500 by 2025, shows the global interest in the developer talent pool on the continent. In a recent GitHub's State of the Octoverse report, developers from Africa created about 40% more open source repositories on the software engineering marketplace in 2018, which is a higher growth percentage than any other continent globally. Software development capabilities are building up within every African nation you can think of, and it only makes sense for African nations to set up their own software industries, which will not only develop softwares, but provide other solutions around this service. Are we building a software development industry in Africa and are we building it the right way? Aside the need for software developers, as highlighted in the 2021 ICT Skills Survey carried out by the WITS University Joburg Center for Software Engineering in South Africa, there is a growing need for software quality assurance engineers or software testers. It is one of the fastest growing markets and on the back of the COVID-19 pandemic, it is likely to grow further as companies look to cut costs. According to a report by Markets and Markets, the automation testing market is estimated to reach about $28.8 billion by 2024, growing at a compounded annual growth rate of 18%. 
Quality assurance is a way of preventing mistakes and defects in products and avoiding problems when delivering products or services to customers. And this is on a general note. In this episode, we'll be discussing with the co-founders of QA to help in your decision-making process of whether software testing will be a good career path for you in technology. The Chief Technology Officer at QA, Olutoye Owojaye, is with us. Welcome, Toye. How are you doing? I'm fine. Thank you, Anthony. It's nice being on your platform. Yeah, we also have a co-founder and uh, the CEO at QA, Joseph Burutu. Welcome, Joseph. How are you doing today? Hi, Tony. I'm good. Glad to be here. Yes. So what is QA or quality engineering or software testing all about? Okay, I think I'll take that. Quality assurance, as it literally implies, means quality is met. The rogue QA exists in so many sectors or industries ranging from construction, pharmaceuticals, automobiles, just to mention a few, but in software development, the rogue is responsible for meeting the quality of a final or the final product and uh, also to check if uh, the desired specification or requirement of a product is met. QAs are custodians of quality and they are in charge of planning, that's in, ter- in terms of test planning, uh, strategies, techniques of development, project analysis, which are aimed at missing product specification. So the term software testing is like an activity that is carried out to validate if a feature works as suspected. This process in- in- involves exploring a system to find bug. So that's what a definition of a quality assurance or what the the rule quality assurance what they do and the activity that is being carried out which is software testing okay so, so that's uh, yeah are there like okay. different types of qa engineering or software are there different types or do we just have one set you know no so so the term yeah they, they're actually broken down into so many parts in so many companies or let me say in, in large companies you have the likes of QA testers or software testers, and you have the QA analyst, and also uh, the QA engineer, and lastly, the QA manager. They have these different responsibilities. So um, I think, let me let me break it, this down if there's some time. So in large organizations, um, the QA tester is in charge of executing test cases and exploring the system to find bug. Just as I said earlier, in ten, I, I, made, I defined software testing, while the QA analysis focused on the business goals of an application from the early stage of development, they are more concerned about the business logic of an application. And this is to ensure that all business cases are catered for in their test suits. While the QA engineer is responsible for monitoring the development and the testing of a product through each phase of production, QA engineers are involved from the start of a project to finish, while the QA manager is in charge of managing the whole QA team. They are involved from requirement analysis, the test planning, um, test strategies to to execute during the test or during the software development lifecycle, and also um, in terms of reporting, giving a final go ahead of 
whether the system is safe to be deployed to for public consumption. So that's what uh, the QA manager does. And uh, being the, um, we are more like the gateway to, um, or let me say a fulcrum to both the development team and also the end users who are the clients, like we are, we are in the middle. Due to the fact that we have so many erratic users, these roles are very important in any software development projects. Thank you. Yeah, so you you defined the you know the role of a QA engineer or you know software tester, but I'd like to know personally from you, yeah. what do you if you're going to describe what you do on a daily basis to someone who says so? What do you do? You're a QA engineer, so like just tell me what do you do like on a daily basis? Okay, so um, during the course of my um, career. I haven't transitioned from being a QA tester. I can give you like my day-to-day activity from my being a QA tester. So uh, when I was a QA tester, I was more involved in um, documenting test cases, which is gotten from the BRD document or FRD document, and also executing those test cases, and also doing more of most applications then were more of um, they were not properly documented or some were documented, but I do more of exploratory testing on these applications. Then as time goes on, being a QA and engineer, I started the, the planning process by doing more of test planning, applying test strategy to whatever application I'm working on. That's in terms of whether I'm going to conduct functional or non-functional tests on these applications. And it goes range, they range from both um, um, performance, security, vulnerability scans, accessibility, and usability tests. Those are the, those were what was involved at the state, at the starting stage, the strategy planning of the testing activity that's supposed to be carried out on an application. So my role as a QA engineer after that now includes me writing some code, conducting performance tests, testing the application to see if the application actually meets specification and not testing the application to find bug. So those are the difference between the level of um, when I was a QA uh, tester and a QA engineer. So as I moved, as time moves on, I moved on to be being in a manager. And a manager, just like I said earlier on, a manager is more detail-oriented. I was in charge of documentation. I was in charge of implementing those strategies. But as a QA engineer, I have to report to my QA manager to see if the strategies we are about to adopt for this product are going to be viable or is it cost-effective? Is it just going to be a a waste of testing efforts? So it's not left for the QA manager to agree on this. But when I became the QA manager, I was able to apply some of my leadership quality and also decision-making skills to be able to actualize or achieve a a quality product that's going to be deployed for public consumption. So that's how my day-to-day activities are from over the course of my career. Very interesting. Now, this brings me to the question of whether someone needs to actually learn coding to be a software tester. That's on the one end. And just um, also tied to what the skills that are needed, what skills are needed to start to be a software tester? Okay, I I'd, I'd say, okay, aside being, okay, you, you really don't need a coding skills for you to uh, become a Q, 
QA engineer or a QA tester. As a matter of fact, um, if you're a very logical person, I feel that's the best um, um, or that's the easiest um, 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 rule you can actually dive into in tech. So the reason why I said so is, um, I mean, in today's world, we have a lot of uh, young adults who use make use of so many applications on smart devices and also computers. And without even getting to read a walkthrough or making use of the uh, going through a functional requirement to get to navigate through those products is a matter of logic. If I decide to want to log into an application with a valid password, I should be able to get into to the dash, dashboard and a valid username. I should be able to get you to the dashboard. It's just like me signing into my Gmail account today. So if anything goes beyond that, I mean, it's, it's simple logic. If anything goes beyond me entering my valid email and password and I'm not able to log into the application, there's something is broken somewhere. So as a young adult, or even, I mean, our parents as well, they make use of these applications today. And it's just a simple logic, which applies to QA. I'm able to test this to see if this works the right way. I mean, so that's just basically the way it is, you don't really need the coding skills. All you need to become a QA tester today is your good communicative skills, how you're able to communicate the bug you found to developers. Also, um, your interpersonal relationship should also is needed here. It should come to play because here of the major war we have in the QA uh, is the QA developer relationship, whereby QAs don't know how to communicate their uh, bugs to developers. They might communicate it well, but the choice of words used in communicating is actually put to question here. So developers might feel offended and which can end up in a serious blood bath. Let me put it that way. Sorry to use that word. So, so uh, and at the end of the day, uh, what I've been able to learn over uh, the course of my career is the fact that your interpersonal skills is needed here. You should be able to communicate your bugs in not a sensitive language, or will I say, yeah, not sensitive language. You should be able to choose the right way to communicate your bug to your developer, which is one. And ability to pay attention to details also is a skill needed for you to be a good quality assurance engineer, a QA tester, because most times, uh, if you're, you don't pay attention to details, you might miss a lot of bugs and just feel everything is all right and you push the product to production. Meanwhile, you have a lot of erratic users out there who are always looking for a loophole within your system and also people who do not understand how the system works. Mm -hmm. So you should be able to think also like different, like you should be able to think for about 1,000, 2,000, depending on what the application is serving. You should be able to think like that as well. So those are the skills. In, in, in recap, you need communication, attention to detail, your thinking ability has to be high as well. You need, I mean, in terms of thinking that your interpersonal relationship, those are the skills I feel you need to actually become a QA who has no experience, I mean, who, somebody for somebody who does not have experience with tech, those are the four skills you need. Interesting. Now, let's try to explain the word bug to someone like me. I mean, I've never heard the word bug, you know, for once. So what exactly is a bug? So a bug is um, 
more, I don't want to use the word defect. It's more like um, you find something in an application or you find a wrong, um, I don't want to use the word defect. You get, it's more like you find uh, a problem. Sort of like, sort of like an a error. problem. Yeah. Yeah. An a problem error. Or an issue. Okay. Yeah, an error, error. Yeah, in the system and um, you, which is against the, which goes against the requirements of the system. Okay. 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 Now, um, Joseph, are there any other skills? Are there business skills needed? Are there any other skills that um, M2A must have missed out uh, um, in order to become a software tester or to work as a QA engineer? I think Toya mentioned like the core skills, but in terms of like business, I, I guess time management. So it's one yeah. thing to be able to identify bugs. It's also another thing to be able to identify them as required, like quick turnover time. So every good QA engineer should be able to, of course, manage their time properly, meet deliverables in time. Um, and of course, we have empathy, like Toye was mentioning, in terms of trying to communicate, you need to understand that the people, the developers you are dealing with are human beings. Of course, the users are also going to use the applications. You need to understand their needs. So this, uh, this feeling should guide whatever you're doing in trying to identify bugs. Um, but I, I think, like so you mentioned, like the core, which is like good communication skills, critical thinking. You also need to be disciplined and curious. Um, curiosity matters a lot, and have the business goal in mind. And know that you are not just you are not just doing your work because it's on paper as required for you. Um, you are solving a business problem. You are part of an organization that is solving a need. It might be in your local environment, it might be global, but you're solving a need and this should always influence your work, basically. Yeah, yeah so how does one okay. get trained? Um, you, you want to you to add yeah, something? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah to buttress of what um, uh, Joseph had just said, sorry, I missed out some things. Before you become a QA tester, aside skills, there's one thing we look out for, which is passion. So if you're passionate about the QA role, it's key as well. It makes you go far than someone who is just, uh, I mean, this is like the only option for me to take. Mm-hmm. You get. Mm-hmm. And again, domain knowledge is very important as well. I mean, there are a lot of domains in tech today that um, I might probably be passionate about. I might be passionate about money, which is finance. I might be passionate about agrotech, which is, I mean, agriculture, I may be passionate about agriculture, I may be passionate about automobiles, I may be passionate about uh, health. So whatever domain knowledge, as in, in the first instance, domain knowledge and passion is needed. They go hand in hand, okay. aside the skills. Yes, so how does one get trained for software QA engineering? How do you start? So for me, I've mentored a lot of um, um, Keyways over the year, and um, one thing I found that is synonymous to them is the fact that I mean, all the mentees that I have is the fact that a lot of them do want to become a developer, but um, when development is now becoming difficult, and they they find out that QA is an option which is easier, so I start as telling them like, since QA um, development is more difficult, what you need is just your attention to detail. So we start with um, just training on basic QA skills, 
which is what is QA, what do you expect when you test your application this way? So as time goes on, experience now kicks in. In a matter of six months, I feel you you'd have been accustomed to, or will I say, yeah, based on experience, you'd already know what to what not to go and what what to test and what not to test, what to check for and what not to check for when you're using an application. So one of my curriculum or my philosophy to training QAs is I expose you to a live application, I allow you to swim in the ocean, then you come back and ask me questions, then I answer. Then when I now see the passion in you, then I can now say, okay, this is how I want to go about the training. We have a curriculum that we're going to, to go step by step from test management to test documentation, which is test that's the test documentation aspect, whereby we talk about um, test cases, we talk about requirement traceability matrix, we talk about exit criteria on some application, and we talk about entry and exit criteria. So each of these documentations, I already expect you to have some questions in terms of where the major issue or the major problem where they, they face or where most junior QAs have is um, when it comes to test case documentation. And test cases are very dicey. Where do you get more like a full scope of the application you're testing? So most applications today, due to the fact that we are more of a deadline-driven pattern here in Nigeria or in this part of the world, most times proper documentations are not done for a system or a product, an application. So it's now left to the key way to be more inquisitive and curious to why this flow is like this. So you tend to rely more on your exploratory testing skills, which comes with experience. Yeah, so Toye, is there like a formal education that someone has to go through me or would um, someone who is interested just have to attach himself or herself to, uh, let's say, QA companies like you or are there academies in town that people can go through? Or is there a formal way of training people? Like you need to go to a school, a QA school and get trained. Okay, okay. So okay. Hey, let, me, let, me, let me quickly sell markets here. So, <laughs> so yeah, um, definitely um, for to become a QA engineer, there, there, there's like the self-taught methods where you could go online, find like a YouTube tutorial, take online courses. Uh, there's also like the mentee program, mentor mentee program, um, which um, Toye quite mentioned, where you find a mentor, like an expert in the field, and basically you, if uh, if I may use this word, gum body with them, so they teach you everything. Um, there is, and I think at the, I think nothing beats boot camps like academies going to like the real academy and to learn. There are quite a few number of QA academies um, online that you can join to learn, and that's one problem we are also trying to solve, making it easy for people to learn to not just be like manual testers. Also, we are we are trying to like give you all the best skills you need to be like a um, very good QA engineer. Um, that's um, we have an Umbog Academy, Umbog QA Academy. Uh, we, are, we are going to start like receiving applications very soon. From like next month, we are opening the portal for applications. So yeah, anyone that wants to be like a very good um, QA engineer, um, you can join when we open up applications. You can sign up. We have some of the best QA engineers from Nigeria and outside Nigeria coming on board as moderators to teach these skills we have like a very exhaustive uh, curriculum 
that you'll be glad to partake in. So yeah. So basically, to to break it down, you can you can learn. You can be be a self-taught uh, QA engineer. You can start as just uh, identifying um, bugs. Maybe join a crowd testing platform and all that. Explore. Uh, you could be uh, find a mentor and learn from them. Then you can join a bootcamp, which is usually the best because beyond interactions with other persons, you also get to test live applications. You get to learn from experts in the field, not just one, but a lot of experts in the field. Um, so yeah. Okay, so let's get to the money part now because I really don't have too much time left. Now, let's look at money because it's quite important how people choose where they want to go to. What's the range of earning for starters, for mid-level and for experienced in QA testing? Are you talking of the Nigerian market? Uh, We we have two different markets, you know, like Nigerian made and international made. So let's have both of them. Um, So um, in the last... um, Due to, to COVID, um, the dynamics of work has changed, which is remote, and there's a high need for QAs. As a starter, you could start, uh, and, I mean, we start earning as as low as, um, let's say, 100, within the a range of 100k to 150k for QA uh, analysts, or sorry, well, for QA testers or software testers. Then by the time you move into being a QA engineer, um, your price could double in the market. It could be earning, depending on how your negotiating skills, you could earn close to about four, from 300 to 400, 500 within that range. Then the QA manager, 700, 800 currently. Okay. But in the global markets, um, QA is in as much as 1.4. Um, and we're talking million naira, right? Yeah, in naira. Okay. 1.4, that's for, for remote workers who are working for international companies. For a QA engineer, you earn as much as, much as 1.4 to about 2 million naira within that range. Yeah, that's about um, 4000 three to $4,000. And outside Nigeria, for people who are working in places like Germany, the U.S., US is actually a good market for QAs as well, but they are called software developers and tests and not QAs in the US. So they earn as much as um, 7,000 per month. So per annum should be around um, 80, 72 to 80,000 US dollars. Okay. So I just have about two to five minutes left. So we're going to share the time. Yeah. Toye, yeah. tell us why you chose um, software testing as a career path or if it actually chose you. And Joseph, I'd like to know if there would still be a need for software testers in 2050. Yeah. And then both of you, um, which do you think is better, um, software testing or software development? So we'll start with two years. <laughs> okay. So I actually graduated with a civil engineering degree. I never thought I, would, I was going to venture into tech. But when tech called, I mean, I saw the opportunity uh, in software quality assurance because it deals with less less um, programming, which I didn't have the knowledge as, as of then. So I chose software testing myself. I had the opportunity of becoming a DevOps engineer as well. I mean, it was on the table, but due to the technical knowledge as of then, I had to go for software testing. And um, it was never a regret for me. That's it. Okay. And um, software testing or development, which is better? <laughs> I can be biased here. 
Am I allowed? Yeah, of course, it's your, it's you're making a choice. So, yeah, software testing is better, please. <laughs> Joseph, what do you say, please? I, I guess it's a balance, so they can't work without each other. So, uh, of course, there is no good software without a software, as in without being tested, basically. So you need a software tester to test your product to be sure that it's good, and the software needs it. A software tester needs a product to test, basically. So they work hand in hand. Um, we could say, uh, in quotes, that the software uh, testing career is easier to enter um, because majorly you just need your curiosity, analytics skills, and the rest. Yeah. And with it's, this, it's not. It's okay. It's, continue. It's to. not. It's, don't, don't use the word easier because I mean you're thinking for about one million to ten thousand. Let me just say, depending on the number of users your your system or your application is going to uh going to uh, sorry depending on the number of users making use of your application you can't say uh it's easy because you have to think for like one million ten thousand users at once yeah true it's not it's not easy so at, so, so at this point i think yesterday or two days ago someone said software testing is an easy job but toya is you know really disagreeing right it's, now no it's, it's, it's never easy I don't think there's any job that's easy, really. I don't think there's any job that's easy. Okay, okay. So, Joseph, how relevant will software testing be in 2050? I think as long as there will always be like a need for good products, as long as there will always be a need to make sure product requirements are met, um, make sure that everything is working properly, then there will always be a need for software testers. Um, I think software testing has been sidelined for quite a while, and... Um, People have of recent seen the need um, for for to basically validate uh, applications, make sure that every feature works properly, and if you keep growing. So I think in 2050, um, software testing will even be more relevant. I think it will be more relevant in 2050 if you keep growing. Uh, and I don't see like as long as we keep developing softwares, we'll always need software testers. Interesting. Uh, okay, can I can I buttress what Joseph just said? Okay. Okay, so um, of late, there's been a lot of discussion around AIs coming into software testing and taking over. Maybe software testers may not have really be relevant in that thing you just mentioned. But I can assure you, and I can I'm boastful of this, as there's a need for quality in any software, manual testers will always be available, no matter what AI or that has, whether the AI has um, a grounded knowledge in that domain, you still need a manual tester to actually go through the system to ensure quality is met. That's it. Interesting. And on that note, uh, we've been speaking to the co-founders at QA, Ulutoye Wojaye and Joseph Burutu. Thanks for the time and for the insight. Toye, thank you very much uh, for the time and for the insight. Thank you so much, Anthony. It was um, nice being on this platform. Joe, <laughs> thank you very much for the time and the insight. Thank you so much. Uh, it was a pleasure. Yeah, so yeah. Africa is relatively undiscovered and it's uh, a fast growing breeding ground for software developers and for the software development industry. Africa's internet economy has the potential to achieve 5.2% of the continent's gross domestic product, GDP, by 2025. Africa's software development, despite its slow start, is now speeding up. As the continent grows more interconnected, it is producing innovative web-based applications and dynamic new
new business models. According to a report from McKinsey and Company, technology use is expected to increase rapidly across the continent in coming years. We are at the dawn of a technological revolution that will change every aspect of our lives. The deeds and potential inventions of African technologists and software developers have ensured that Africa is poised for a global impact on a massive and fast scale. Will you be a part of this? Well, stay on this side. Let's keep the energy up till I'm done at midday. Yeah? Thanks for listening. And don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.